0: You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode number 36. We have had so many amazing episodes lately, backed with a wealth of information for our hearts and our minds, but today, it is a treat for our marriages. As married couples, we know that it is all about the journey, and happiness, well, is not a sprint. So it is my pleasure to share my conversation with marriage and family therapist, Carissa King. Carissa is the Mrs. Behind the Growing Ministry, Dear Young Married Couple, and serves alongside her husband, Adam. In this episode, we talk about the importance of Christian counseling, what to do if you feel called into this life-changing career ministry, and Carissa shares so many great insights, including three straightforward tips so we can keep our godly marriages healthy. I am so excited for you to listen to Carissa share her heart. So here is episode number 36. Three Steps to a Godly Marriage with Carissa King. You're listening to the Hello Awesome podcast. I'm JC, and this is the place where we get real, sharing truthful insights that will encourage us to make intentional choices in both life and business. I want to start conversations that not many young Christians today are having. Will you join me? Keeping great content and products coming takes not only time but money. This got me thinking, how can I keep doing what I love, creating stuff you love, while also building a special program just for Hello Awesome's most loved supporters? Enter in Patreon. Patreon is an amazing website where I have put together an exclusive reward membership system. For as low as $2 a month, I will exchange your financial contribution with incredible benefits not found anywhere else. This includes bonus podcast episodes that haven't even been released yet, audio content, free digital copies of all of my books, current and future, beautiful phone wallpapers, an official Hello Awesome tote bag, and so much more. Just go to patreon.com backslash helloawesome. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com backslash helloawesome to become a Hello Awesome Patreon today, or click the link in the show notes. I appreciate you so much, and just giving a little bit to Hello Awesome, you will receive so much exclusive content from yours truly. One more thing, did you know my books, The Palace Keepers and The Glitter Effect are available as an ebook and paperback on Amazon? That's right, just search the titles and add them to your next Amazon order and you can actually have one of my books in your hands in just a few days. Your support means the world to me. It really fills my heart and it financially supports current and future Hello Awesome projects. Head to the show notes for a direct link to my Amazon author bio for more details. I am pleased to announce that the Hello Awesome podcast is sponsored by the modest fashion clothing brand, nuggles aiming to always provide beautiful comfortable and affordable apparel nuggles desires every lady to embrace modesty with style you don't have to break the bank or sacrifice that morning latte when you shop with nuggles in fact hello awesome listeners can use the 10% off exclusive discount code by using hello awesome 10 during checkout go to nuggles.us to browse their full collection today again that's N U G G L E S dot US to shop high quality products to add to your modest wardrobe right now. Hey everyone, welcome to the Hello Awesome podcast. I have with me someone who I've known on Instagram for a while now, and I am so excited that we are finally having a real conversation today. Carissa King is the Mrs. behind Dear Young Married Couple, a coach therapist team that focuses on helping marriages thrive. Carissa, thank you so much for taking time to chat with me today. Can you please share with us who you are, what you do, and where people might know you from?
1: Sure. Well, thank you so much for having me, J.C. It's an honor to be part of your ministry. Um, I just love what you're doing, and I listen to many of the podcasts. Um, when you put them out, and um, just you have so many dynamic folks on here. So I was honored when you asked for uh, me to join you here on the podcast. So thank you so much. Uh, To answer your question, um, who am I? Let's see. I am uh, a daughter of the king, (laughs) and I am a wife, and I'm a mom, and I'm a marriage and family therapist, And that is um, my ministry as well as my career. And people might know me from Dear Young Married Couple, which is a ministry that my husband and I run together and a privilege to connect with lots of couples, young and young at heart, all over the world. And uh, man, it's it's a fun ride.
0: That's so cool. I'm so grateful that I came across your page when I did because I just love what you guys are doing. And I... I haven't seen it done before, you know, so it's just a breath of fresh air, Christian counseling, especially for marriages. I think it's a great thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's um, definitely a need. We need many more Christian counselors. And so anytime I hear, you know, somebody ask about the career path or that they're feeling called into a similar ministry, I encourage them um, because there's a huge need there um, in Christian circles, especially in apostolic circles.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. So you and your husband, Adam, minister through Dear Young Married Couple together, and I mm-hmm. think that, that name is really brilliant. How did you decide on that name?
1: Sure. So um, rewinding a few years, Dear Young Married Couple was actually a book idea. And we were on a road trip uh, before we had kids. I think we had been married maybe seven years or so. And um, we were already counseling um, and coaching. And um, we said, we need to write a book. People have asked us when we're going to write a book. And, you know, what would be a good book title? And I had recently uh, finished a book called Letters to a Young Therapist by Mary Piper. And, um, I loved how it was not just a book about counseling, but it was actually a book to me as a young therapist. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I was like, okay, I like this idea of letters. So we talked about how the book would be letters from other, uh, couples, young and old alike to young married couples. And we would each sign our names on the book cover. And, um, so we kind of, we, we, you know, we, we, created a table of contents, and then uh, we started writing the book, and we had children, and life happened, and we just never got around to um, continuing the book, although we hope to in the future, but um, we said, you know, let's actually create um, a, a social media platform, and um, that's kind of how we launched um, Dear Young Married Couple on social media, which was only actually um a little over a year ago was Memorial Day weekend last year, 2018, wow. and uh, it's been so incredible to see God move through it and see a lot of couples and individuals touched through it. Um, and it's neat too because it's not just us ministering; it's a ministry wow. where other people are ministering to each other as well. Because um, we like to feature advice from other couples to the um, the folks who who follow us. So we're getting to learn from them, too. So it's definitely a ministry to us and from us. Um, it's it's just a privilege to to be in that online community. Yeah, I've
0: noticed that, that everybody sort of comes together and shares what they're learning. And I love that about yeah. the social media platform that you have chosen on Instagram. I think it's perfect for what you're doing. And I think a lot of people are resonating with what you're putting out because there is such a need for that. There's a need for more Mm -hmm. discussions about, you know, uh, Christian marriages, especially apostolic marriages and coming from a place of counseling and, and mentoring and just talking about it together. Um, Mm -hmm. I think such a great thing. And I think it's such an empowering thing that we don't have to do this alone. We can be in this Mm -hmm. thing together And that there's other people, you know, probably going through the same things. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's one outcome that we've seen. um, And that's that people feel like their stuff is normalized, right? When they see other people who are dealing with something similar and they also feel like there's an outlet. And like you said, they don't have to deal with it alone. They can get support from other members of the body. And um, so, yeah, I think it's, like you said, it's it's just a way for people to, to come alongside each other and support each other.
0: So what's it like working with Adam full time, working through your own marriage, and then you're also ministering to other couples?
1: <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... Such a blessing to be able to work with Adam. Um, we do some counseling together, like two on two, when we're working with a couple and they want the male-female perspective. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
1: but most of our clients are individual. So um, like he has couples, I have couples, and then we also have individual clients and but we do most of our counseling separately. Um, so that's kind of one of the areas where we get to be on our own and And then we share about our day or like a dynamic that we're dealing with in counseling and get each other's input on it. Um, So we're not together 24-7. But yeah, I mean, a lot of our work is together when we are, uh, you know, doing videos or answering questions that people have, um, traveling and speaking together. And so we do find that we need our separate time too uh, Mm -hmm. in order for our own marriage to function well. Uh, it's kind of like a rubber band. You know, if, if you give each other space and you stretch, stretch, stretch and develop on your own, it will bounce back. That rubber band will swing back and you'll want and crave that time together again. So that has been important for us. We actually put it on our calendar when we when we have alone time um, or time with our buddies. Um, and we prioritize that and we want each other to prioritize that because we, we get that rubber band effect when we want to spend more time together after having been apart.
0: Yeah, I think that's important too. And I love that you made the po- you make the point of scheduling it because I think that's where maybe some of us have issues is scheduling that time alone because then we feel guilty mm-hmm. about it. And yep. it's one of those things that in order t- for us to fill each other up, we need to be full too. And that's right. Notice that the same thing here with, with my husband and I is we also do the same thing and just learning mm-hmm. to not resent the other person when they need a refuel, you know, um, mm-hmm. you don't yep. feel like it's time, you know, for you, but then also understanding that when it's time for, you know, your turn, you know, I'm going to be there mm-hmm. for you as well.
1: That's right. Yep, exactly. You said it very well.
0: And I absolutely love everything that you that you're doing, and I know personally that it's been a blessing to me, and I've seen it um, through social media be a blessing to other people. And I just really wanted to know how did you know that God was calling you into counseling and stepping into this unique ministry?
1: Yeah, good question. Um, well, it goes back to teenhood, actually. Um, we, my family, I, I'm the oldest of five children. Um, and God, um, called us to a different city when I was a teenager. Um, we were, we were all young. I was 16 at the time. And so all my siblings were younger than me. And my dad felt that the Lord, um, was calling us to another city. And so we up and moved away from, um, both of their extended families, three hours away. And it was a big church. Um, and my uh, now mentor, but a gal at the time that I just knew was a sweet lady, um, she started mentoring me and she started taking me out to um, coffee and inviting me over to her house and asking me to help her with ministry projects and to come early to set up for whatever the event was. Um, and little did I know that she was the director of something called Insight Outreach Ministries. And so I didn't know this, but I was being mentored through Inside Outreach Ministries. And um, Mm. so a year later, I was 17, she asked me to join Inside Outreach Ministries and have several folks assigned to me to to mentor through Inside Outreach Ministries. And um, so that was so valuable to me. It made such an impact on me. And I knew then that um, I wanted to go into some sort of Uh, psychology field I wanted to mentor in some way I didn't know exactly how it would pan out so I started a bachelor's program in psychology and um, yeah I just I started you know researching about the brain and human behavior and I was so interested in it Um, and meanwhile we did campus ministries and uh, at the university uh, here in our city and um, it just the passion for helping people grew in me. And that was actually the motto of the church and still is the nesting vision of our church is helping people become. And so I knew that that's something I wanted to pursue. Um, And so then uh, my husband and I were called um, to, we we got married and we were helping out. um, His parents were pastoring a church and then we uh, felt the call to move to another city where we uh, started youth pastoring and that's when we started t- uh, tag-teaming and mentoring and coaching together. And I was finishing my bachelor's program in psychology, and there was a master's program in counseling psychology, marriage and family therapy, that was starting in two weeks. And so I had to – my my degree had to post and then had to start my, my master's program two weeks later. And I had been praying about it and just uh, asking God, like, where are you have where are you going to have me um as far as my career i know ministerially i'm going to be helping people and counseling with people but how is this going to pan out into a career how am i going to put this psychology to gr- the degree into acting? and a door opened up um, and i was able to get into that program and start it two weeks after my bachelor's degree had posted and so um from there on out i knew this is this is exactly the direction i'm headed and I still didn't know at the time that I would uh, specialize in couples, um, but I knew I'd be working as a marriage and family therapist, and a lot of marriage and family therapists uh, work with individuals primarily, and so I didn't know at the time it was going to be a full-fledged couples ministry with my husband, but um, but I, I knew I was going to be counseling both professionally and ministerially at that point, and and then it just grew from there. To think back about how it all started, you know, when I was the one being ministered unto I was the one being counseled and mentored and and I think that's how a lot of therapists start out is they have a good experience in counseling and then they decide I want to do the same thing
0: Mm -hmm. so if someone feels called into Christian counseling and they're kind of not sure where to go because maybe the resources aren't available where they're Mm -hmm. at Mm -hmm. what advice would you give
1: them Yeah, that's an excellent question, because there are so many ways that you can put Christian counseling into practice. Um, You know, some people might not want to become a marriage and family therapist and go to school for that many years. Um, And so there are other options as well. So I'll kind of, I'll share um, a few different options. And this won't even be all of them, but it'll be a few that are most common um, that I tend to talk with folks about. Um, One option is, is um, becoming a ministerial counselor. And you know there are no uh, particular um, formal requirements for that, but if you're going to be helping people through uh, a counseling ministry, it would be wise to become equipped with some formal education. And so um, we actually have a certificate at the school where Adam and I both teach. And um, it's a four course certificate and you don't have to have any prior um, education. I think you just have to have a high school diploma um, to get into the certificate program. It's called the CCC, the Christian Counseling Certificate. And um, it's an introduction to counseling and then three elective courses. And so you could choose from the different um, elective courses like grief and loss, couples counseling, addiction, financial counseling. Uh, And so once you get your four courses, you become certified as a Christian counselor. Um, And it doesn't um, mean that you're licensed, but it's a way to become equipped to help people um, in ministerial counseling. And it can even help you, you know, if you're a manager of a company, it can help you in, you know, your HR work. Um, so it's just a really well-rounded program, and it's short. Um, the courses are, I think, six to eight weeks. Um, they're revamping the program to launch again in January, and so they're making a few changes to the the length. But it's, um, it's really short. So by the time you're done, it's less than a year um and then you know you can put the, the tools into action right away and so even if you're considering a full fledged um license eventually this is a good place to start um in fact one of the gals that took this counseling um certificate back i want to say well i guess it was 4 years ago because she's finishing her bachelor's degree this month um she didn't know she was going to become a marriage and family therapist but she started in the CCC and then she got her bachelor's in psychology, um, and now she's starting her master's degree in marriage and family therapy, and she's actually shadowing one of my sessions tonight with a couple. So it's definitely a good place to start, even if you wanted to um, eventually become a therapist.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and then for folks who already have a bachelor's degree, you don't have to have a bachelor's degree in psychology. You can have a bachelor's degree in a related field, um, as long as you take some prerequisites to get into a master's program in counseling or marriage and family therapy, or even um, clinical social work is another avenue. And then um, after getting your master's degree, you take um, a 3000 hour uh, internship. And so that takes a couple years as well. Um, Some of that you can get paid for um, while you're in your internship. um, And then you take a couple exams, Different states require different licensing um, examinations. And then you can become licensed to become a a marriage and family therapist.
0: That's so cool. Well, thank you for sharing that information. I think it's going to be really helpful because I am sure that there are people listening who have thought about that but maybe have felt discouraged just because um, it really isn't a topic that we do talk about a lot. And I know that depending on where you live, maybe different pastors or different um, mm. you know, c- uh, communities, they have different like stigmas attached to counseling. And I know uh, yeah. um, I've seen it. And um, my husband, and I have had this discussion many times is that, you know, there's so many things that we could have deliverance from if we would just mm-hmm. open up to someone and if they would actually allow it to kind of be more of an accepted thing. Does that make sense? Mm,
1: Yeah, yeah, that's an excellent point. I mean, that stigma is definitely seen throughout um, just Christendom in general, but especially in apostolic circles, we do see that. And, um, I mean, we've sat through several sermons, um, not through our our own ministry, but, um, you know, when we have visiting ministers or even, you know, when we're at a conference where we hear comments made like that, where people will associate counseling with, like, uh, witch doctors, or and it's kind of comical at times, but, um, you know, we look at the, the you know, different ministries that we see throughout scripture, and there are several examples of counselors and mentors, um, and several scriptures that point to the multitude of counselors and how there's safety in that, and um, your pastor is a counselor, and so we encourage folks who are seeking counseling, get your pastor in on on your counseling experience. He may not want to be your your primary counselor, maybe he wants to refer you out to another counselor, but you can always get a release signed with a counselor so that the pastor can be part of that experience with you. So you're all on the same page in providing care. Um, and then of course, you know, the the ultimate counselor is the Lord. And um, when we're working with couples, you know, we talk about that threefold cord. And we might be a member of the body, but ultimately we're conduits of Christ. And so he is that third strand in that threefold court. And we are just, you know, a conduit of the Lord and, and what he's doing in your marriage or in your individual growth.
0: Right. Those are all very good points. And I really am so grateful that you shared that. Um, I wanted to go into because... I love that you touched on that there are scriptures about it because I know from my research, that's what I've found as well. And I want to know, how have you seen God work online? Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, just through, I mean, we receive DMs probably multiple times a day, um, but definitely daily. um, And folks who are saying, you know, this video, we worked together, it opened up our communication or we were able to, um, finally pray together because we watched that video on, on praying together as a married couple or that post you made. Um, you know, I, I sent it to my husband and, um, it totally, uh, opened up a conversation we were never able to have without it resulting in a fright, you know? So people, um, have testimonies often, um, about the, the ministry that we provide on social media but then when it comes to um, counseling here locally or even the online counseling that we do, um, you know, it's so powerful to see the work that God does in healing marriages that were headed towards separation or divorce. Um, Maybe there was a big breach in the relationship and had they not sought outside support or resources, um, maybe they were going to head toward divorce or just stay in a very dreadful relationship that's broken and never seek healing but still stay. Um and and you know, that's miserable as well. And so it's so uh powerful just to see um the healing that takes place when people are able to work through trust issues um or broken um broken trust or even um forgiveness that they haven't been able to grant. Um and that's I I think one of the most rewarding parts of the work that we do.
0: Right. So I know this next question might be kind of loaded, but what would you say is the biggest disconnect that you continually see between Christian married couples? Mm,
1: That's really good. Uh, Well, we often have our couples take an assessment um, before they come to us. We like to say the assessment gives us probably about 10 sessions worth of information in one PDF. So they take this online assessment. And then um, what we see is a relationship graft. Um, so we see like the 10 core areas in a marriage and over and over we see a pattern with Christian couples where their spiritual foundation is right. They agree when it comes to things like, um, you know, prayer is an important part of our relationship. We, we agree when it comes to tithing. We agree when it comes to getting our kids involved in church and ministry. Uh, But the breakdown is in what we call the building blocks of a relationship. So the spiritual foundation is the foundation. And then on that foundation, we have building blocks. And those are communication and conflict resolution. And those two areas are the building blocks, because if we can get those skills aligned and use them well, everything else is built on top of those building blocks. So your finances, your sex and intimacy, your friends and family, uh, your dating and leisure activities, all of those crumble if we don't communicate well and we don't have good conflict resolution skills. And so time and time again, we see couples come in with pretty high marks when it comes to their spiritual foundation, but they just haven't been intentional about creating um, an environment or setting aside time to work on their communication and conflict resolution skills. Mm. So that's where we start usually when we're working with couples that um, Uh, Christian couples especially, we just, we get down to business, working on actual skills and practicing those skills um, for communication and conflict resolution.
0: So why do you think that we may have a difficult time communicating with our spouses that way?
1: Uh, Yeah, it's, um, a lot of it is society. Uh, Our society says that, you know, we, especially in America, we emphasize independence, and um you know femininity by, you know girl power we could do it on our own um we um i know that's kind of the feminism movement i like to call it femininity because there is a healthy part to that that um that we can emphasize but what's not healthy is that independence at the co- um you know at the cost of um our intimate connection with others and primarily our spouse and so, um, yeah, communication breakdown happens as a result of our culture, sometimes our upbringing. Um, we're taught to grieve alone and not talk about it, be strong for the kids, don't cry in front of the kids. And so a lot, of, a lot of what we're taught as kids and through our society is to do it on your own and to not break down in front of others and not show emotion to others. And so that's what we take with us into our marriage. Um, trauma definitely um, layers that. You know, folks have some sort of abuse in their background um, that, that can layer the issues with trust and therefore the issues with communication. So lots of answers to that question, um, but communication breakdown is a result of numerous factors, and the, the few that I mentioned are, are only at the tip of the iceberg.
0: Yeah, I could definitely see that, and I'm glad that you kind of shared a couple of different things um, so that it can maybe help someone listening. Um, every yeah. relationship is different. Every couple is different, and one yeah, thing that sure. might be an issue for, let's say, my husband and I might not be an if an issue for like you and Adam. You know, and I think. Sure.
1: Sometimes. And vice
0: versa. Yeah. Right. And I think sometimes it's great to have an example and a couple to look up to. And sometimes we idolize that. You know, I want a relationship like, you mm. know, my grandparents or my, you know, sure. my parents. And that's awesome to have that goal. But I think sometimes that that can be unhealthy if we put the same pressures on our, our current, you know, marriage like right here, mm. right now and where we're yep. at. Because yep. maybe my husband is a different, you know, husband than than his dad or I think that can also be an issue as well. And I think we have to navigate those things very carefully and look at it as like, Absolutely. it's great we have examples. We should have, you know, those, um, kind of people to look up to, to give us hope, but we shouldn't try mm-hmm. and like mold our own relationship to
1: them. Yeah, that's right. That's a really good point. And, you know, that's, um, that's such a need that we've seen in um, our work with couples is that folks not just have someone to look up to, but have the tools for how to build a healthy relationship themselves.
0: Right. So for those couples who haven't tied the knot yet, maybe there's someone who's listening, who's engaged. What would be one thing that they could do today that
1: could strengthen the relationship? Mm, Yes, that's a great question. Um, man, there's so many things. What I would say, though, is that in order to become a dynamic duo, you have to be a dynamic partner first. And so work on yourself, work on your personal development, work on your spiritual foundation, your calling. Um, And then if you can figure out what's going on independently, Then you can also join forces with your spouse. So, you know, communication is an example. Don't just work on communicating with your spouse, but learn to be assertive for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, Learn to ask for what you want or need in the relationship. Learn to ask, uh, be a good listener, be an active listener. Learn, Learn how to listen to what your spouse or your potential spouse would want or need in a relationship. And those are, again, just building blocks to a relationship. So, you know, get your spiritual foundation in place and then start working on those building blocks independently so that you can apply them in a dynamic duo.
0: Yeah, I agree. I love how you said that. And my husband and I, we have a lot of discussions with um, people, a lot of our friends who aren't even married yet, and they'll ask us Mm -hmm. different things all the time. And we are not the Couple at all, but we've gone through a lot of things, and we—it yeah. really makes you stronger. It really does. And mm-hmm. one of the things we do talk about is, yeah, the importance of that. You know, we were friends first. We established basically mm-hmm. we said what we needed to say right away like this is what i like this is mm-hmm. what i don't like and you know yeah. we set that foundation and this is what i believe and of course you know everything that we kind of set as our foundation like you said we build on top of that and i think that's so mm-hmm. important because when you do go through storms you need that foundation so that you can look back yeah. on it and say okay but we we may not be you know like seeing eye to eye right now but our core foundations are good and they're solid, mm-hmm. and we can start again. You know, we can, we can That's right. work back to that. And um, yeah. I wanted to know, do you have maybe like three steps that couples can take to help them place God at the center of their
1: relationship? Mm, three steps. How can we boil it down to three steps? <laughs> well, my mind goes back to um, – our Bishop, he has, he has a leadership training that he does. And one of the first parts of his leadership training is he calls it the five link vinculum. And so if I were to pair his five link vinculum down to three steps, the first step is spiritual formation. And so like we've talked about, that's your foundation. And so, um, you know, I'll give some action items for each step, but the spiritual formation is first and then there's vision, vision and mission. And uh, I would put that into step two, having a vision and a mission. And then step three um, would be the planning and the action. And so that's his five link vinculum uh, kind of parsed into three three steps. So to put some practical language for each step, um, spiritual foundation, your spiritual formation would be making sure that you are aligned vertically with the Lord. And, um, you know, that would be your prayer walk. First and foremost, sometimes our couples say, you know, we want to pray and we want to pray together. So it's not a lack of desire, but it's um, a lack of remembering Mm -hmm. and uh, therefore a lack of intentionality. So, um, you know, we have a whole video on this, but one of the the tips we recommend is to, um, you know, schedule it into your daily routine, put it in your phone. Uh, One thing that works for us is we um, have a centerpiece on our kitchen island, it's usually a vase of flowers, and we will decenter that, put it to the side uh, at the end of each day so that in the morning when we wake up, it's off-centered and our life is off-centered until we've prayed. And so that's kind of one way that we are intentional about making sure that we're aligned vertically with the Lord. And so that's the spiritual foundation. Step two um, would be the vision and mission make sure that you have a vision of where God is taking you and um, and then a mission for how to get there. Um, and so we actually have a marriage mission template, a marriage mission statement template, and um, we are hopefully going to be launching another course soon where we share that and walk couples through how to create a mission statement. Um, and uh, we recently did a course um, and a lot of couples uh, walked away from the course with their own mission statement for their marriage. And uh, it was really powerful to see, see a lot of those marriage mission statements and to see them really take it seriously and how they prayed over it and developed it um, systematically. So um, that would be step two is to have a marriage mission statement. Know where you're going. Um, that gap between where you are now and where you're going is what we call potential. And um, you want that gap to get less and less because you want to fulfill potential. You want to get closer and closer to that ideal state of your marriage and where God has called you. Um, and the ideal state of your ministry. So that's step two. And then step three would be the planning and the action. So take action, make sure you have a plan, and then take action. Um, and so that, that would be, um, you know, getting involved in ministry together, um, putting content out there for others, knocking doors together, um, you know, plugging into your local ministry. And um, actually doing it, not just um, envisioning it, but but doing it, knocking on those doors and walking through the doors that open up.
0: Those are incredible. Thank you so much for that information. I think
1: there's a lot that you could have said as
0: far as like the steps, but I think you boiled it down perfectly to the three main things that we really should be focusing on together. Now you and Adam created a brand new product that I'm so excited for, and I still need to get my hands on them. Can you share Aww. about the cards and how that idea came to be? Tell us, you know, yeah. what are these cards that people are sharing online, and you know, what's their purpose?
1: Absolutely, yeah. We're that we're so jazzed about uh, the what we call the DYNC decks. So uh, the Dear Young Married Couple card decks. Um, they are card decks that are complete with 52 conversations each for you and your spouse to become intimately connected. Um, And so I'll talk a little bit about why we created it and how we created it Um, we saw over and over in our counseling with couples, I've mentioned this earlier in the interview, the need for, um, ways for them to learn how to communicate, to have tools to communicate and kind of touching on what you mentioned. It's not all about looking up to other couples and just wanting to emulate their marriage, but actually creating a healthy marriage between the two of you. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, you know, even, even though you may not be able to fulfill the advice that everyone else gives you. Um, talk about what your needs are together. Create a mental map in your mind of your spouse and um, and communicate that about what your mental map is, what the recipe is that creates you, and then also learn the recipe of your spouse. What are the ingredients that go into that recipe? And so we saw the need over and over for couples um, to become connected in an intimate way and to get to know their spouse more beyond just, you know, their favorite food, um, but more about like what's going on emotionally for them, what's going on internally, what do they need in the relationship, and this is how to communicate, and so what we did is we created, um, we we thought about putting it into book form, and then we thought, no, it needs to be something that's tangible, and that um, is quick for couples on the go, and that, you know, can be broken down into time chunks that they could Um, you know, they could do one card at a time or they could do several cards in one date night or on a road trip. Um, And so that's what we did. We created these card decks. So we have foundations, which is um, basically what we like every couple to start with. Dating and premarital couples, engaged couples can use the foundations deck um, and married couples can use it as well. And um, it covers like every area in the marriage. So a bunch of those core areas I've already talked about, Um, you know, like uh, it covers communication and conflict resolution. Obviously, that's the emphasis, but it also covers other things like finances, dating and leisure, sex and intimacy, um, but all in a very um, a, a very digestible way. So premarital couples can definitely use it as well. And then we created a deck called Expectations, and that's definitely for married couples. And it's all about um, making sure you communicate with your spouse about what you want and need and insecurities that you have in the bedroom um, and experiences and ideas or beliefs you have around sex and intimacy. Um, And so, yeah, it's just gotten couples to open up and ask questions that they never even thought they needed to ask, but then realize, man, this is going to help us in making sure we maintain that intimate connection. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. When I saw that it was a card deck, I thought that was the most, Coolest thing I've ever seen because we're, uh-huh. so busy. and like you said, on the go, it's perfect to just carry it with you. We're on a road trip, yeah. Let's talk about this, and I think that's such mm-hmm. an awesome idea, and I love how. You guys have broken it down so beautifully and I'm just so just inspired by you and um, Aww, just so awesome that that it actually is here and people can use it and it's making a difference
1: yes yeah people can uh, can grab it on Amazon um, we also offer it at some of the conferences coming up um, so you can grab it at a booth there and then um, you can also grab it on Amazon if you just search. Foundations card deck, dear young married couple, it'll come up in your Amazon search.
0: Carissa, you are a wealth of information and a beacon wow. of light for us, truly. And you know, for those of That's us sweet. who really do need clarity within our marriages and just in our lives, it's just, I'm just so grateful for you and for Adam for rising up to the call and for serving us well in this way. We do need more people to do that. And I think that you guys are paving the way for future generations um, of counselors, mm-hmm. you know, with Christian foundations. And so um, I just wanted to thank you for that and, uh, and just say that, you know, I'm just, I'm just so blown away by what God is doing.
1: Oh, thank you, JC, for your encouragement. And thank you for your ministry. You truly are helping so many people in their walk with God and encouraging them to just grow in their um, in their pursuits on um, what God has called them to, what God put on them. And, and your books are definitely helping them. And so I appreciate you and I appreciate you um, having us on this podcast.
0: Well, before we go, can you please share with us where people can find you and connect with you guys? Sure. Yeah, they
1: can uh, find us on, at our website at DearYoungMarriedCouple.com, and they can also find us on Instagram and YouTube and Facebook, um, where our handle is Dear Young Married Couple, and um, hopefully we'll be launching a podcast in the near future, so um, they can find find that coming very soon. Everyone
0: updated through the social media outlets as well. Yeah, that would be so awesome. I would totally tune into that for sure. Thanks, Jacey. If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, would you take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories? Tagging me at hello, awesome ministries. It will encourage me that you were blessed. Also, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe so you can tune in to future episodes. To learn more about Hello Awesome, head to helloawesomeministries.com. Until next time, keep your chin up beautiful.